Mike Slater. Jay Severin. By the way, you want to know why Donald Trump is so popular? Hillary Clinton is why. Bill Clinton is why. McConnell is why. Rhinos are why. Lindsey Graham is why. John McCain is why. One of the great ironies of our time, ladies and gentlemen, is that John McCain is complaining about Donald Trump. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Mike Slater is on. Humans of New York. Have you ever heard of it? It's a fun uh, blog, and they go around and find people in New York City that look interesting, and take their picture and then tell a, a short little story about them. I think they have like fourteen million followers on Facebook or something like that. And it's really cool blog. It's fun to check out every. Uh, Every once in a while. And I want, to, I want to share this story because Arthur C. Brooks, he has a new book called The Conservative Heart. And his biggest piece of advice, I think we already mentioned it today, is to not fight against things, but fight for people. And actually throughout the show, we'll come up with a bunch of other examples for that and why, why that's so important. Don't fight against things, fight for people. And I thought this uh, example was, was just perfect. So last week, humans of New York, they found a couple walking down the street. And they stopped them. And, and you know, they just asked a few questions. The, the write-up that they put under the picture is just tiny paragraph. So they posted this picture of the couple on Facebook. And here was the story. This is a quote from the guy. He said, when I was 16, or excuse me, I was 16 when my girlfriend got pregnant. We went to the abortion clinic on 59th Street. We filled out the papers and everything. Then, right before we were called back, we looked at each other and we said, let's get out of here. So it wasn't a picture of just the two of them. It was the picture of the three of them with their baby, who's now you know, four. So here's the best part of this, this Humans of New York blog. The original purpose was to show how different we are. How diverse we are. Because we've talked before about this cult of diversity that we have, right? It's all about diversity. And that was the point of this blog, right? Walk around New York City. Oh my gosh, look how diverse everyone is. Look, everyone looks different. Everyone's got their own story. Let's show people like how different people look and how different their stories and all the rest. So start this blog and then quickly found out this isn't a blog about how different we are. This is a blog about how united we are, about how similar we are about how connected we are, about how relatable we are, about how much we have in common. That's my favorite part about it. Because it's like, oh, look at this person who looks different. But if we interview them for a second, we find out, oh, they lost their, whatever the story is, oh, they lost their dad when, when they were 10. And then this person over here who looks totally different, well, they also lost their dad when they were 10. So these two people have a lot more in common than it may look. And that's what this blog is about. It's about how, how much we have in common. So they put this post on their Facebook page. And because of their story, they're sharing their story, hundreds of other people shared theirs. Vonalina said, I canceled mine the morning of the appointment. My boy's 17 now. 
Here's another one. I was 16 and pregnant and also went to an abortion clinic. They did an ultrasound and turned the screen away from me. And the doctor said I wasn't allowed to see because it might make me change my mind. I started crying, sat up and said, I I think I just did. Now my son is almost nine and I don't know what I'd do without him. Erica said, my first child is adopted. She's almost three months old. Her birth mom is one of the bravest people I know. She made two appointments to go to the abortion clinic. But the both times she couldn't go through with it. I'm forever grateful for for her for giving us what we struggled to have for years. Goes on and on. How about this one? Charlotte was in that exact same position at 17. However, I was alone at the abortion clinic. Changed my mind the last minute. And now my daughter's 24, best friend I've ever had. She looks out for me, very protective of me. She's my biggest cheerleader. You get the idea. Just tons of stories. Just like this on, on that one, on the one Facebook post. So why do I share it? Let's not fight against things. Let's fight for people. Let's not fight against Planned Parenthood. Yes, please hear what I'm saying. Of course, we, but we don't fight Planned Parenthood by fighting Planned Parenthood. We fight Planned Parenthood by lifting up and fighting for the soon-to-be moms. By fighting for the babies. And we fight by finding more of these stories of triumph. That's how we we fight for people, and that's how we fight against Planned Parenthood. I love the word triumph. It's such a good word. It originally refers to success in battle. It was exclusive to, to battle success. And I guarantee you, for these people, in each of these situations, it felt like a battle. It felt like they were in battle. And they were successful. They were triumphant. And goodness, they deserve to be lifted up and celebrated and and held up as an inspiration for other men and women who are in this same situation right now. What an opportunity we got right here to fight for people instead of against things. Because it's so obvious. It's right here. These people are all around us. So some unsolicited advice for Republican leadership. When you attempt to defund Planned Parenthood or stop giving federal tax dollars to Planned Parenthood, $500 million a year, when you present this or when it passes or whatever, have a big press conference and have a bunch of people on stage, 50 people, and each person, whether they're a child or an adult or Parents who had uh, a, a, a recipient of an adoption or whatever, right? Like tell their stories, right? The child or adult who was going to go through with an abortion, the parents who were going to go through with it, but didn't, the children who, who were the result of that, does it, right? Like get up to tell their stories, share their lives. That's how you change hearts. And it's only possible if you fight for people. And it's not just on the Humans of New York blog. It actually went on Twitter as well. Um, 
there was a hashtag last couple of days. Hashtag unplanned parenthood. Unplanned parenthood. Just a couple of their stories. Uh, we were going to wait until we paid off our student loans and had a house. God had a better idea. My birth mother was 16 when she had me. She gave me up for adoption. I'm alive because of that decision. They sat in a clinic. Her name was called. Dad held her hand and said, we can't do this. Seven months later, my brother's born. We were scared. We were students. We had no money. And they posted a picture of two little girls sleeping on a couch. I love that. We were scared. We were students. We had no money. So many of these abortion stories, these unplanned, or I guess the unabortion stories, they're so good. I don't want to say don't let them go to waste. That's not right. But use these stories for, for good. That's how you really make a difference. Or you can try to tear down Planned Parenthood. But that's not going to work because that's not changing hearts. I was on uh, Fox News one day, Wednesday, and talking about Planned Parenthood. And the Tom Brady scandal broke or the press conference was whatever. So we got pushed back and we only had a really short time. I could actually only uh, had time to say one thing. It was me and Martha McCallum. I said one thing. And it was the only thing I really wanted to say anyway. So it was fine. I said to anyone who's disturbed by these videos and wants and feels called to do something, please contact your local crisis pregnancy center. These are pro-life pregnancy centers. And these are the people who, through love, meet these young girls and women where they are, work with them through their pregnancy and after their baby is born. So it, these crisis pregnancy centers give these girls another option that they probably didn't even know existed. And everyone, they need every volunteer, men, men, especially if, if, if you can, if your talents max out at handing out diapers to new moms every other Saturday morning, beautiful, <laughs> you're needed, you're needed. Truly, you're needed. I've been talked with a local leader of a crisis pregnancy center, and she said, we need men there because a lot of these women have never had a real stable relationship with a man. So to see a man who's loving and giving and serving, it means the world. So even if that's the max of your talent, handing out diapers, you have gifts that are far beyond that, and that's just loving and caring and serving. So please reach out to a local crisis pregnancy center. And if you had an abortion or involved in some way, goodness gracious, you're needed in this movement more than anyone because you have the compassion and understanding more than anyone to lift women up and give, give them another option. one 900 33 93 one 900 33 
Abortion really should be the easiest issue to fight for people on. Because it's literally about saving people's lives. Slater Radio on Twitter. Mike Slater Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word. This is Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network.